Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 5th. This is episode 87. I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. I May- think about it for a second. I know. It's, it, must be, it must have been a rough two weeks. May the 5th be with you? May the 5th be... No. Okay. It, it's, it, it's Revenge of the 5th. Oh, Revenge of the 5th. Okay. <laughs> I knew there was something. I've seen references. Yeah, it's Revenge of the 5th. That's what it is. Okay, Tony. I'm going to have to say, you know, we do our intro. Normally, we'd be talking possibly about, or at least mentioning, that we would have gone to the 403 Club for yesterday's yeah. pinball tournament. I went. Where was Where were you? I went to and out. It was terrible. Okay. Well, I, as you know, was sitting here with you getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And I get a panic call from my wife because our bedroom is apparently covered in termites. Termites. Nom, 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 nom. So I went home and... Yeah, there's apparently a termite colony somewhere in our house that released into the bedroom Mm. a couple thousand winged termites that all shed their wings and covered our bed and pillows and floor and everything in wings and then vanished into the walls. So, yeah, it is their way. Yeah. And it gets worse because our dryer broke and they ate the dryer. Yes, they ate the dryer. Our dryer broke the other day and we were were going to order a new one and we just hadn't gotten around to it yet so luckily i was able to get a hold of my dad and steal his truck and go pick up a new dryer instead of having it delivered and then haul the old one off i just went and bought it and threw it in the back of the truck and so we because otherwise we couldn't have done anything about the all of our bedding being completely covered in termite filth yeah so yeah that was that was a Wonderful, joyful day. Well, you know, every day really is an adventure, deep down. Oh, that day started with us waking up extra early so we could go out and spend five hours garage sailing mm. because it was the citywide giant super garage. Okay, day. I didn't remember what month that even happened in. I didn't know it was this early. But. Yeah, yeah, it was the first uh. week of May. So that was that was actually that was pretty good. I got some. Good, I found a couple of nice things. Mm-hmm. So, no pinball machines. No, you know, I sometimes see them pop up in listings for estate sales, usually one. And it's always like, do I want to, what? I've never wanted enough to go and right. take the chance. I mean, it's like, are they bidding them or, or what? And yeah. it's just one. It's usually not one I'm really keen on. I saw like one had a getaway once though. I thought about that because that's fun, but yeah, it's rough now. It's hard to get the, as everyone complains about, it's always it gets harder and harder to find deals. There are always deals, but it's getting rough. Even I've rarely even seen EMs available under five hundred anymore, which it used to be. Even the working ones, if they weren't like a centigrade or something, people really wanted. Right, five hundred wouldn't be asking for too much. It would be seen as fair. I think the last EM I sold, I sold for five hundred. But that was a couple of years ago, so. Right. And now everything's like, hey, look. Oh, I've got this. It doesn't work. It's a grand. It's like, oh, hey, look, here's a 60s Williams game. 850. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about no? It's Dr. <laughs> Evil would say. How about no? <laughs> well, I did the 403 thing, but, um, and other than that, I was traveling for work, so I didn't really do any streaming this last week up until this morning. I did some more Hollow Knight. Uh, that in terms of video game update. I'm on, I think, The Lost Boss. Yeah. I think I'm about to win. I've been trying for the good ending, so I had to do a lot of other stuff. I had to go through a big platforming section, but I'm almost there. But 
I'd already been going 90 minutes this morning. And so I tried the boss three times and I was like, I'm going to wait because I got through him and then another boss appeared and I was like, okay. A, Maybe next week. He's got three forms, right? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know how many forms he has. I'm hoping that's it. I think he has that three was, forms. Uh, that would uh, be it's such, remember, a st- it's, it's such a stereotype. It is, but I mean, I also think I recall from watching a speed run ah. that there were three forms. To okay, the speed run. well, that would fit. Well, speaking of forms, we normally have two forms: a pinball segment and a video game segment. So I guess we can go ahead and transition over into the pinball segment now. And, uh, but before we do that, this is related to pinball. I need to issue a correction. Uh, last episode, we were, wa- we were walking through our thoughts on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I repeatedly, almost consistently referred to the back box of Willy Wonka having a trans light. This is technically incorrect. They don't use the poster trans light. Uh, the JJP games use actual back glasses. So. So it was pointed out that I was wrong. All iterations of it have a have an actual back glass, not a translite. So, correction noted. Very good. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you care about as much as I did. The um. So in terms of the news, here's a little interesting one that one of our listeners uh, wrote in on. I won't name them because I wasn't sure if they wanted to be tied to this or not, but. You may remember, Tony, way back, like, oh gosh, it feels like at least half a year. We talked about the pinball company and how they were g- doing some crowdfunding. Oh, for, to for, make a, like a physical store yeah, well, and they, some other stuff. Yeah, like they were doing some museums where they would sell games, I think was the idea. And they were going to start in Chicago. Yeah, because and, that's what Chicago needed was more pinball sellers. Right. And so they... So they were crowdsourcing investors. They were using one of those. It's like a Kickstarter service, but it's actually designed to get investors. Well, one of our listeners wrote in because he, he did send them like a couple hundred dollars under through that system mm-hmm. to, to support them. He received an email from that service, which said that the, um, it can't, I guess it canceled his transaction saying that they did not meet the minimum funding requirement. So he didn't remember when he did that, that there was a target amount that the site said had to be raised. But apparently there was some sort of threshold or the pinball company had a threshold in mind. They didn't get to it. And so they decided to pull out of selling equity in their company. And I don't know. So given all that, I mean, this was the first I'd heard of this. I haven't read it on any of the forums. Granted, I don't go around really looking for information explicitly on pinball company all that often but i remember this was like a hot thing for all of a week where everyone found out about there were like a couple investing sites i think that they were up at i believe i heard a podcast i don't recall which one where the, yeah it was a while ago yeah where the pinball company uh was on and they were explaining what their plan was i know they had a seminar at one of the shows before the investment stuff came out and they talked about how they didn't need to do it this way but they wanted to because pinball people wanted to be supportive and all that da, da, da. do you think that they're moving forward at all and they're just decided to drop the crowdfunding because the support level just wasn't there or are they not doing the plan at all because they had like this really ambitious plan where they were going to spread these museums yeah, shops all I, around the all around the US I don't think they go forward with the plan I mean I could be wrong they say if if they actually have the money I just don't think there's the support 
in to support. I do not think that there is enough support to keep something like that going. Unless uh, I throw like support four more times in that sentence. Well, I there are parts about the idea that I liked, and there's parts that I don't. The shop side of it makes me think: does the does the nation really need another Aminis? And that's what it feels like to me. And the answer is no on that. However, the idea of mil- building a pinball museum—I'm getting. Let me, this is an aside. This is a personal thing. I'm getting a little tired of everyone just calling things a museum when it's really just an arcade. Yeah. It's like, if it's all new stuff, you're not running a museum. Okay. Unless it, oh, okay. I have to hedge on that because there are museums of modern art, for example. So nonetheless, just saying, I don't, I don't know what that means. Is it not an arcade if you make it a nonprofit and then it becomes a museum? Maybe that's all you need to do, but. If you're trying to sell games through that mechanism, I'm not sure it's a museum. That said, the idea of an arcade where you go and can actually buy the stuff you're playing, I could see where there'd be merit in large metropolitan areas for where the traffic may be high enough for that. Yeah. So I could see it working. I don't know about this, like, I want to be the McDonald's of pinball. That's how, I mean, just spreading everywhere like pandemic. Because as we know, there's no victory in that approach. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's not... Uh, my guess would be, my guess would be that they're not moving forward with the plan as originally envisioned. But there's probably still going to be some expansion effort of some sort. That's what I think. Without having asked them, I don't care enough to. But, yeah. But I think it's interesting that the uh, the crowdfunding has officially failed or been discontinued in some capacity. It is crowdfunding. It is. At least it was returned and not just sat. Oh yeah, no, it was just a. I mean, in the world of the Kickstarter, this would be. This isn't. It's not a controversy when you don't meet your threshold and you don't get the money. That happens all the time, right? It's just we don't usually. You know, it's more things like the Stern Pinball Book where it gets funded and then it's three years behind schedule. That's the that's the usual Kickstarter story we talk about. You know, we actually never talk about that Stern book. It comes up all the time. I never put it in our notes. Because I didn't buy in on it, so I don't care what happens with that book. <laughs> like, I don't. Granted, care. we can Well, we cover things I don't really care about all the time either. But well, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that pinball people went in on a Kickstarter because they pre-order everything. <laughs> but I'm like, their lessons are never learned. The lessons are never. Some learned. people just never learn anything. Oh well. Well, we can keep warning them. But I can't. I don't. I, I don't I, feel I, like. I, I, I don't feel like rubbing their face in on like a thirty dollar book. So right. whatever. It's, yeah. It's not going to be a big deal. You can be upset about it as much as you want. Um, they keep saying it's still coming out. So until we hear otherwise, that's all we have to say about that. I only have one other news item. This is the one that's been making the rounds on a lot of the other podcasts. I don't know if we're going to be the last to talk about it, but near enough. Close enough. Uh, Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. Oh, yeah. Okay. So th- for those that aren't aware, and we have a link to this in the show notes. A video uh, was found on YouTube, housed under Deep Root Studios, um, and it appears to be an opening sequence to Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. It, the video is it's in a really wide aspect ratio. Really wide aspect ratio. Have you seen the video? I, I, saw, okay. I watched the video. Okay. Yep, I um, saw the video. And so just as a quick summary, go, go and watch the video if you want to understand it. Uh, I would summarize it as it tells a little brief, campy story 
that explains how Martians were invading the Earth. They crash at an amusement park near a defunct nuclear power plant. Uh, and some part of it, probably the amusement park, was built upon an, an old abandoned grave. Well, not abandoned, but an old graveyard. So, an old abandoned graveyard. So basically, it tries to, in a very silly way, which I think is the only way you could do this, Try and explain why the name of this game is Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. And apparently they decided Martians were the way to get that in. And the retro of it is, it's very like Mars Attacks, 1950s, aliens looking, you know, Martians. Kind of pulpy sci fi. Yeah. Yeah. Pulp. Yeah. There we go. Good, good description, pulp. So here's the thing. Um, this game, which commonly called Raza for short, this isn't the first time we've heard about Raza. Now, Deep Root, they had a panel at a show, their studios did, where they talked about this like a multifaceted company. And I think we all were aware of that in terms of maybe we didn't understand the scale. Like they're talking about making board games with these, not just pinball, but like board game side of it, video game side of it, like maybe mobile game side of it, things like that. So you take an IP and you release it across, you know, you franchise it kind of. Right. So that's sort of what the Deep Root Studios, which has near on, I think, 40 employees who have a pedigree uh, with companies like Disney and such. So they're, I mean, they've got veterans. Yeah, they've got they've got people. It's not like right. Frank and his, his his three best friends in their garage. No, no it, it ain't a garage. It ain't no a garage project. Yeah. But apologies if your name is Frank and you've got three best friends who are working in a garage right now. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got three best friends, maybe you need to try and pick an actual best and quit hedging. Oh. Oh, hard take? Nah. They know, they know, they know that that's a bunch of crap. You're not the Spice Girls. Frank, you're not the Spice Girls. Get over yourself. The, uh, Raza did though start as a garage project with John Papaduke, aka J Pop, Mm -hmm. who is a pinball designer now with Deep Root. But this was one of the games that was planned and pre-ordered on with his company Zidware, which failed to produce any games. Other than arguably Magic Girl, which American Pinball built as a contract deal of some sort of arrangement with J-Pop, but the game didn't really work. work when It flipped, but it didn't have full functionality. That's probably a kind way to describe it, but an accurate way. So here's what I thought. I mean, we can talk about the video if you want. I saw people getting super excited about the video. I have no idea why you would get it. If it's a video for Pinball. Other than you liked the video, I don't see how you can get excited. Where it where's the game? Here's the thing. that's that's what I would need to see to get excited. I could draw a stick figure picture talking about a pinball game, and I guarantee you, there's 40 people in the hobby who are going to get hard odds over it, and they'll probably be sending me money. Oh wow! Maybe you should start doing that. Maybe you should doodle. I don't get want to get sued. That's the problem. That's a good point. Yeah. Litigation is annoying. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that the interesting thing, obviously, is that it's been really quiet out of Deep Root for a while now. And the, the issue with that is, you know, they were supposed to originally, originally. Per, per their, per their plan. They were going to have these five days of deep root. The fifth day was going to be at the Texas Pinball Festival. We were at the Texas Pinball Festival. 
Deep Roots name was on a number of things because they sponsored like the tournament prizes and stuff, but they were not quote unquote at the Texas Pinball. There were some of their designers there, uh, mostly signing things based off of their pedigree for being with like Williams in the past, you know, I, I believe. uh, Well, it's not like, I mean, they made an announcement beforehand. No, no, it was all, it was all, it was all a net, but it clearly things didn't go according to plan. Much like. In the prior year, in 2018, Chicago Gaming was supposed to reveal Monster Bash Remake at Texas. but And you remember, it was half a year later mm-hmm. before we saw it. And almost every piece of information that came out is they got really, really quiet and then things started to leak. Now, with Deep Root, there haven't been linked leaks. This is the closest thing to a leak. This video wasn't found. It was put up on their site and it wasn't noticed for a month. So... Not much of a, it's not really a leak. They chose right. to put it up on YouTube. The, the thing that I, where I'm going with this in a rambling sort of way is Deeper has been really, really quiet pretty much since saying that they wouldn't be able to make the TPF deadline. They've been noncommittal regarding new deadlines. And so I think a lot of people are just really excited to see anything coming out of Deep Root. And as it being pinball, there's a degree of overreaction. I mean, liking the video sequence. I enjoyed the sequence. I liked that it was campy. Yeah. It reminded me of a 90s Valley Williams approach. All that said, I haven't seen a game, so it's not going to get me excited. That I don't play pinball for the story because it's not a book. Does that? Yeah. It's like, that's what movies are for. I I want there I want there to be a story. It's not a book. That's what movies. Look, are I'm going bounce wow. Well, because I sit in the that's it's a real oh my gosh. If the if it's a good we're cutting book all of this out. Read, we're cutting all of this. They'll make it into a movie. <laughs> I just I just uh, I'm just trying to think of things where plot really really matters. So that's books. That's movies. That's theater. That some video games. Yeah, mechanics are still more important even in a video game. A game with terrible mechanics but a great story is not a good game. Yes, but a game with great mechanics and a terrible story isn't a good game either. A game with great mechanics and no story is a great game. It depends upon the type of game. An RPG with great mechanics and no story at all is... I don't know. I don't know, if you, but you'd enjoy playing it because the mechanics are so good. See what I'm saying? I don't know if I would. Maybe not. Okay, we'll have to think on that. That might be an interesting discussion at some stage to do and the importance of balance in the RPG. I mean, because I understand mechanics good are, are, are fine for certain types of games. I don't need a story to know why my guys are beating the crap out of each other in a fighting game. Right. I don't need a story to but know. But it's why. nice gravy. Yeah. A good story in pinball to me is nice gravy. Right. I don't care that I'm not being told a linear narrative when I play the Star Trek game. It's just throwing things at me to try and nostalgia out of the movies Mm -hmm. to keep me interested. Whereas in another game, maybe this, maybe Raza, perhaps the story is told in a linear fashion. I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I, but I don't really care in a strong sense about how they choose to incorporate story elements. I just don't, for pinball, I just don't, I just don't think it's, I don't care about a story in a painting either. There's probably a way you could do it. In um, panels. Yeah, they're comics. They're called comics. Yeah, but they add words. That's cheap. That's <laughs> not cheap. all of them. And the ones that don't. That's avant garde. <laughs> that's avant garde. 
I don't know what those words mean. Don't, don't, no one tell me. I, I want to keep the mystery. Uh, all right. So back to Deep Root. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on Raza? What are your thoughts on Deep Root? Yeah, we, uh, we interviewed Robert, the principal behind Deep Root way back over a year ago. Um, he did a few interviews since then. This week in Pinball's had some information on it. Uh, it's been a company that I've remained really interested in because of the statements that Robert has made suggest that they aren't trying to come in like a Suncoast pinball or a spooky pinball, but rather more along the lines of a Jersey Jack pinball wanting to actually be disruptive to the hobby. A big player, not a baby player. Right. Now, not all, I mean, we could discuss whether JJP actually became the big player they wanted to be. I think it's arguable that they're not even the number two manufacturer that Chicago Gaming is. I don't know. I don't have the numbers. But they're trying. They're trying, and there isn't really any debate that some of the things that Jersey Jack put into their pinball machines has clearly motivated others to follow that route. Oh, yeah. Namely, the LCD. So, but Raza in and of itself, it wasn't ever a, like, it's not a game theme. It sounds fine to me. It, I never, you know, it wasn't one of those. I wasn't in on the Zidware stuff. No. Like, I wasn't really following it, is what I mean by not in on it. Yeah, that, uh, that predated so, my my time of paying more attention to pinball mm. than going, oh, look, quarter, flip, 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 quarter, flip, flip, flip. Well, the pricing out of the Zidware was so high, I would never, I would never have entertained going into it but the i'm just curious what you think at this stage regarding deep root and their and their relative level of silence as a reminder they offered uh agreements to people who had bought on zidware games i believe those deadlines are the end of june of this year where they were offered deep root games if they would sign away the right to litigate Zidware and J-Pop for failing to produce on Zidware. So there's a there's a deadline here. And if that doesn't happen, I it's been a while since I read. I did read what those agreements were. I believe cash compensation is what triggers if the games aren't ready. So it's not like they have to meet the deadline. Right. It just but, changes what they get. But I would assume they would rather because a lot of those deals were credit towards the Deep Root game. Right. So it'd be... You know, financially, it's probably better to give them the credit towards the MSRP on your Deep Root game than it would be to just give them that in cash. But I'm yeah. sure the I'm sure the people who agreed would be happy either way. But nonetheless, I would they though? Would they really? I don't know. Here, let me. I'm gonna. I, I'm just rambling on this way too much. Let me be more pointed. Do you think Deep Root shows a game before July? No. Okay. I don't okay. think so. I, I have trouble thinking so either. I think if they were gonna if they were at a point where they would have a game showable I think if they were at the point where they would have had a game that was showable and believable enough to have a release date before extremely late in the year or early next year, they would have rolled something into TPF even if it wasn't a full everything. Even with Robert repeatedly saying that he didn't want to reveal a game unless they could get them into a person's home within two weeks, like Stern. That's why I don't think there's going to be anything until the end of this year at the earliest. Okay. But based off of those statements, he would have until mid-June to show us anything 
and then still be able to, if you wanted to sh- do that quick turnaround on the shipping. Provided they can do the quick turnaround on the shipping. Right. But, but because they've been so quiet, we don't know what their capabilities are. Right. And that's are. the thing. And, they, and they've, and they've kept the, the, their shop locked down hard enough mm-hmm. that there's nothing really floating out there. So, I mean, because they've been quiet and not committed to deadlines, that's why, in terms of coming out and saying, here's where we think we'll reveal. That's why I'm saying I don't think that they'll have a reveal before the end of June. But that said, they haven't been leak prone. If they wanted to do it and they've got the capability to do it, they could definitely execute still. There's plenty of time. They wouldn't have to show us anything now. I've heard on some other podcasts, uh, frustration, people wanting to see the game. And I'm in the same boat of I'd rather see a game and get excited than see the video for Raza right. and get excited. So, I agree on that regard, but uh, Deep Root isn't obligated to show us anything, no. so I don't. I don't really go to that. Yeah, I'm curious in that same you know baseline ability of on occasion that. Oh yeah, I also want to know what goes into nitroglycerin. I'm curious, so I go to Wikipedia and look it up. That level of curious, right. but not like I don't really need to know. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, it's definitely one of those things where I'm not. It's not like I'm. You know, you no, know, chomping at the bit, trying. Oh, what are they going to do? Oh, it's going to be so amazing. Oh, it's going to be this and scouring all the little patent this and that's for things. Nah. I don't. When the game is ready, they'll show something, mm-hmm. and it'll either be awesome, mediocre, or suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, and we're not going to know until then. No, nope. and I don't understand other than the fact I, that it's such a slow news week we have to have something to talk about yeah, well that's why that's why we're why discussing it obviously well because the video w- was seen it. as big news big news to the pin- to pinball people here's the thing uh the only thing is if they're not i wouldn't have even let the video out if they're not close yeah i think i think they were being really smart on not showing anything i think because i don't i mean especially because i don't want to come across as a hypocrite uh, just on the last episode, I was criticizing how I still think that Jersey Jack moved too soon, revealing Wonka when it's over two months out. They did. And Deeper doesn't seem to be making that mistake. So some video asset came out. We haven't seen a picture of the shape of the game or anything. People have found some patent stuff regarding some ideas they had on playfield removal, da, da, whatever. So they're keeping that quiet like they said they would. They're not obligated to humor me. By showing a sneak peek on it. I've heard some people that think that they need to do this stuff. And I don't understand why. I don't know why. Because that's the stuff that people get mad at JJP for going, look at all this awesomeness. that You can play the game in two years. Well, and then the interest goes away. And that's the thing. Pinball people are fickle. And this got to have the latest and greatest thing. It cuts both ways. So you release information early, you win that media cycle, but if your game's not ready to sell, they cancel their refundable deposits, mm-hmm. and then they pivot. If Wonka isn't out by July, and it got pushed back by another two months, they will lose sales to whatever that next Stern game is. And if Deep Root slips in there in between, probably lose sales to Deep Root too. Yeah. So I can't, as I sit here, as a non-marketing person, but as a human being with a wallet... And I think about what would Deep Root gain by drip-feeding us elements of a reveal. I can't come up with anything that would help them 
It right. would amuse me, but I can't think of why it would be smart well, business. I think that's one of those three things about how it was something that was put out there, but it was a video that wasn't pushed out there. There was no fanfare. They just kind of dropped it. And if somebody It doesn't it, even say pinball. Right. Uh, maybe it does in the video at some point, but the like the YouTube video doesn't call it a pinball video or anything. Right. Which is probably why no one noticed it. Right, but it, it was just something that was just kind of floated out there, and I'm sure that's just something that was done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they did it for a reason. I'm not saying, oh, we're, we're about to... It's just, okay, here, we're going to slide this one little thing out here, just kind of, and we'll see how long that takes to get traction or whatever, just as something that we're going to float and see what the reactions are. It's just enough to basically keep their name in it. Without it being yeah, big enough. Yeah, but given that they didn't uh, leak it in a press, or to my knowledge at least, put it out in a press release or anything, I am i don't even know that they thought about it from a marketing standpoint at all. It's just a little video that shows what their uh, studio can do in terms of animation, voice work. Oh, now that's an interesting thing. It sounds like one of the voices a lot of people felt sounded like Jeff Teolis and... I've seen some other information that makes me believe that it's been confirmed. Not by Deep Root, but others have yeah. confirmed this. So, okay. When are you going to voice a pinball machine, Tony? Never. Not, not ever? I mean, sure, if somebody wants me to, I, I'll, I can voice whatever, but I don't have that. I don't have those velvety tones. You would if you were Canadian, is what you're saying. Yes, I probably would if I was Canadian. I think that's, I think that's one of those things that happens when you're born Canadian. They give you your passport that says sorry and you're issued velvety tones. Mm-hmm. Well, it does make a, a, a lot of sense as I think on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was it for pinball news. So because I knew there wouldn't be very much, I wanted to put in a little bit of, we haven't had like a discussion on a theoretical topic. No, well, theoretical is not the right word, but just sort of a more, more high level conversation on a pinball thing in a really long time. Uh, yeah. Like over a year, maybe. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's been so much just raw news mm-hmm. uh, lately that we haven't had to. No, we haven't we had haven't. to do any. So any I figured we could have a, stuff. I figured we could have a little one. And so here's what I want today's pinball discussion to be. I want it to be on mystery awards. So mystery awards, not very common in the electromechanical area, but I can't say completely devoid of mystery awards because games like Fantastic mm-hmm. with its rotating spinning wheel um, and the um, the spinning targets that Gottlieb would do, those sort of things basically were a randomized way to get points. Uh, obviously, in the solid state era, mystery awards became much more prominent. But they're also really controversial. Uh, tournament people don't like them because one person shoots a scoop and gets an extra ball. Well, maybe that's not the best example in an IFPA tournament. But one person shoots a scoop and gets 5,000 points on Silver Slugger. Another person shoots the scoop and, or kick out hole and gets a million points. Right. That would be a good example. That's a very good so, example. I was just wondering, Tony, what do you think about mystery awards in general Really in the context of what do you think their place in pinball is or should be, not is. I mean, we can just, we could objectively say what their place is, but where do you think the role of the mystery award is in pinball today? Should there be mystery awards? What should, if there should be, should they be different in the tournament setting? What do you think is the best way to control for that sort of scenario? 
Just anything you want to think about on mystery. I think for the general user, the general player, the home player, uh, the location player, mystery awards are fun little things that don't affect anything other than letting you enjoy your game more. And it helps amp up the energy when you're playing with friends. I mean, outside of a tournament setting, I've got no problem with mystery awards. As long as they're not something really bad like we saw at times where it's like, oh, swap score with player one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, I mean, just, oh, yeah. I lit, I got a special mystery award only multi ball, or I lit this, or the, oh, that was fun. That was an interesting little thing. Yeah, it's fine on that. I do think if you want to get serious about it in a tournament setting, putting a machine on tournament mode should either completely remove them or lock them down so that while it gives some variations, none of them are like, Here's this really sucky one, and here's this amazing one. I mean, I mean, that's the bare bones of it. I mean, I think that would make sense from a fairness standpoint. I don't think Mystery Awards are breaking tournaments. There aren't people who are like, oh, I would have gone to this tournament, but they've got Mystery Award games, and I'm not going to play that. I don't recall the last time I heard somebody complain that I would have gotten first place in this tournament, but I missed the mystery award, but I got the bad mystery award. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure I've actually heard that explicit complaint, but I remember hearing a complaint about at one of the tournaments I was at once, uh, not a monthly one, but someone really objected to the last game that they were put on and felt that it was a luck box game and didn't think it was appropriate as the final game. Granted, they lost, so that could... But they may be right. They could have been uh, right. It wasn't... I don't remember what the elements are were of the game. I wasn't one, the one playing on it, so it, it didn't matter to me. But uh, broadly speaking, I don't... I agree with the, pretty much everything you said. From a casual perspective, I think Mystery Awards are quite a bit of fun. They're obviously still used quite a bit today. Uh, on the tournament, I, I don't know about like completely dis, well, I assume by completely disabling what you meant was that shot always just gives you a set something. Right. And there's some games. Just like when you set to tournament, you can set to tournament mode. So when you get an extra ball, instead of getting an extra ball, you get a set point. Right, right, right. Like, I think, I think, I believe Attack from Mars when it's put in its tournament settings. The stroke of luck is always some point award value. It doesn't ever change. Right. I'm fine with that for tournaments. I'm also fine with the progressive ladder system where the award from the mystery gets generally going from a, the weakest award to the best award in sequence. So if you keep activating and hitting it, you can get better and better awards. It's in the same order for the other person's playing as well, though. Yeah. So I like that approach. Too. Yeah, that works too. And, but I do think that they should always be on. I don't think that that shot should all of a sudden become, say, unlit and not worth anything because then you're taking a shot out of the game that should... I just like the idea of all shots having value at some point. So I would just qualify it with that. Uh, In terms of... Yeah, things like the Bugs Bunny ending. uh, I also hate uh, rubber banding awards. So I'm thinking like Police Force where See, some of these aren't even mystery awards, though. Things like yeah. with Police Force, it ain't a mystery. You like do these certain ramp shots on ball three, and you get a catch-up provision. 
I mean, that's one of the big complaints that a lot of people had with Premiere games was the mystery variance was so high that it felt like they were, they being Premiere, were doing it to be like a catch up feature. Rubber banding is a term that people who play video game racers are familiar with. Uh, the Mario Kart series is notorious for the uh, AI having, well, it's the items. The items are the rubber banding tools. Right. Some other games, like some of the Need for Speeds, were really notorious about the AI cars having rubber banding capabilities to always catch right back. You could never blow them out of the water, no matter how good you were. Right. That sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, score, score. Here's one. We're getting a little away from the mystery war, but you brought it up with your concern about things like score swapping what do you think of jersey jack's pirates of the caribbean and their plundering you might remember when we were at texas i plundered our third person opponent right. and took all of his points and i won that game and i wouldn't have had i not taken his points right uh, and they also that plundering goes further they allow you to steal other people's balls so you can make someone only have a two-ball game instead of a three-ball game. Not really a mystery. Uh, it's a plundering. And it th- and so people know that can be turned off for tournaments. Right. What do you think about something like that? Not mystery, but that... Because you brought up the notion of the... Like the, at the end of the Bugs Bunny, it was a... Do you want to open your present? Yes or no? It wasn't a mystery. Right, award. Was you just, got to choose. Do you want to see what happens when you open this present? And it will be, I think it's always score swapping. Whereas like if you were in first place, you might want to say, no, I don't want to see what's in the present. No. <laughs> but, but so like plundering though, it's still in that same vein of what some people will interpret as cheap, unfun things like mysteries are. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Okay. Uh, what do you think of, here's another one, the, again, not a mystery, but people often complain about it in the tournament settings, in particular, lock stealing, like total nuclear annihilation, which does not let you turn it off in a tournament setting. Lock stealing is always on on TNA by deliberate choice. Yeah, I, I'm actually okay with lock stealing in those games mm-hmm. for the specific reason because of how they're set up is that makes it a possible large reward for you to go for it, to go to get your locks and, 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 and get the multi-ball started, but you have to believe in your ability to do it. Otherwise, you don't take the shots. Right. And I agree on it's that. It's a strategy thing. I agree that on that point. perspective about like Grand Lizard, for example, was a game where I have locked balls and then I didn't follow through. But I chose to. I made right. a choice. That or I just flailed and got them. Yeah. But which is probably more likely. But but the point being that I had the ability to not put myself in the position to lose the locks in the first place. Right. On the plundering, I'd probably like the idea more if you engaged in some sort of scoring strategy which opened you up to being plundered and you could avoid it. I don't I'm not saying that would be a fun thing to try and implement in code, but I could see that being like, do you wish to collect that? Like you go into a scoop, like a crank it up mode almost. And it'd be like, okay, here, would you like to have a hundred thousand points? Warning. You will now be susceptible to plundering, you know, screen choice. Yes. Do you take the points or do you you just take 10,000 points and you don't get opened up to plunder? I don't know. I kind of liked the plundering because again, because the game allows you win. Well, yes, that helped. But that being said, 
they did incorporate the ability to disable the feature, and since it's disableable, I don't have a problem with it being in the game. I think um, you might be able to complain that it wasn't prominent enough, but the game doesn't revolve around playing. Right, and that's the thing, is if it's able to be shut off, then fine. You still sound like you don't really like it. But the I don't, no, I, for me... For me, that's not uh, that's not a strategy thing like it is with the ball locks, where I work towards this and I just I failed to complete it, so the other guy got to take it. This is I played I played a good game and the other guy managed to take all of my points. You know, kind of like a mystery award though, where right. they just kind of got to get to have more points with not any work. But if there's no way for you to prevent it, if there's no way for you to dodge it, then it's just something you always have to be concerned for. Yeah, I think the issue there with the plundering is that because it inflicts damage on another person, it's not the same as you just getting more points. Yeah. But that said, I could see, especially in a casual play setting, it being fun to just destroy your friends like that and make them sad. It was fun for me. Yes, of course it was fun for you. It was a lot of fun for me. All right. Winning is always fun. It is. I learn nothing from winning, but I, other than that, I learn how much fun it is. Whereas you learn so much from failure. But, um, okay. Well, that's all I had for that discussion. Uh, in VRAM, we, yes. we at the last episode indicated that we would do an, another non-volatile RAM drawing for a pinball machine. And so I conducted that uh, deadline to turn everything in. And we announced this on the social media as well was, uh, by quote unquote close of business on Friday. I actually ran the drawing today. We had nine entrants into the, so you see people, these things, you'd have, a, you'd have a, if another person had entered, you'd have a 10% chance of winning, which is pretty good odds. Um, we required them to submit their favorite four flipper game or, well, really this a four flipper game. And so here's what we had. We got just in terms of the games. We had two people submit F14 Tomcat, the System 11 game. Yeah. We had two people submit Iron Maiden, which was the Twippy game of the year for 2018. We had one entrant say Game of Thrones Premium. Okay. We had one entrant say Paragon, which I did expect at least I, one person I'm to submit surpri- Paragon. That's my surprise was that there was only one. Uh we had one person submit Radical, another System 11 game. Not a very common one. Yeah. Uh, someone submit Grand Lizard. There should have been more than one Grand Lizard. That game Grand, is amazing. Grand Lizard sucks. That game is amazing. It sucks. I The jungle music pisses me off. Oh, that is the greatest. I hate it. That's like the third greatest music in pinball. I hate I hate the whole upper play field on <laughs> Grand Lizard. I, I've gotten I better at it. I managed to straight face yeah. all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, someone actually, uh, and then the email, you can see it on the, in the, in the EGP email, uh, they argued quite, well, I won't say forcefully, but they seem to actually truly, really like it. So they're the first one I ever met. <laughs> so, um, and then I thought I'd have more than one of these, but we had one tro- Twilight Zone submitter. I see. I figured Paragon and Twilight Zone would have been the ones we saw the most of. Mm. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I forgot about F14, quite frankly. About it having four flippers. And it's because I, you hate the game. It's just, I don't hate it, it's just, but it's too fast. It's too fast for me. It's almost like Mustangs, sort of too fast for me. I feel like I'm not following the ball because yeah. of all those coils firing. <laughs> you it. roll up there and slide your walker to the sides. So yes, yes. Well, look. 
Thankfully, I only know one person with one, so I don't have to play it that much. But, uh, so anyway, I went to random.org this morning to draw the name. Tony can actually see. I took the screen cap of the of the drawing, so we'd, if I needed to, I actually already wrote to the winner and heard back from him. So otherwise, we'd just go down the list if I needed to to give it to someone right. else. If somehow their email address disappeared and they had fallen into a river and floated away downstream. It happens to pinballers, I found. They're very prone to water accidents. Um, so the, the darn water damage. Yeah, water damage. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> congratulations to D. Farrell. He is the winner. He was one of the two people who submitted Iron Maiden as the a good. Cho- it is a good, a good choice. choice. It is. So congratulations to him. And as I noted, I've already emailed him. He's already told me what chip type he wants. And I don't know when we'll do the next drawing. Maybe next episode, but not 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 this time. Yeah, wait. You gotta. We have to cool off. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hope for it. That's right. Speaking of cooling off, Tony, are you ready to play some 20 questions? Yes. All right. For those that don't remember, 20 questions is the hit pinball segment that we sometimes do, most of the time do, where a series of yes or no questions will be asked. Uh, the questions will be about a flipper pinball machine that the person asking the questions has played at least one ball on. And for the first 15 questions, they cannot use any outside help. But for the final five questions, they may use internet resources to help narrow down and find the answer. We have never had anyone fail to get the pinball machine before question 20. This is the easiest game that could ever have been created and I wish I had made it a lot harder when I came up with it originally. But I'm screwed now. No, 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 no. I don't think. I don't think so. In fact, many of my picks are very um, fair in my in yes. my assessment. But when Tony is ready, he will ask his first question, and I will keep track of the question count. Is it World Champions Talk? No. <laughs> I didn't know you'd ever played Willage, William Challenge, World Challenge Soccer. I didn't say World, did I say World Challenge? Oh, yeah. Son of a I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. And I cussed. So now you gotta go edit all that out. Yeah. I have to add beeps. Oh, well. That was a good try. It would have been funny. All right. Would you like to guess something else for your second question? <laughs> Besides World Challenge Soccer? <laughs> soccer. Which is, I saw one finally for, that's the game I've been looking that's for. The, that's the one. But I've never like. played it. Right. And so I no. assumed you hadn't played it. No, I haven't. No, okay. the one I was thinking of was the one that you tried to foist on me so much at, uh, because I did so well on it at Texas. Mm. The, uh. But you don't remember the name of it. The, uh. <laughs> you don't have to name it. What are the odds? Is that it Striker Extreme? No. Okay. Oh, I was so close to doing it this time, though. I'm so glad I didn't. I thought, no, he won't try it again. <laughs> now that I've heard two terrible questions. No, that second one at least was possible. That, uh, yeah. The first that, one was it, not. It, it was, yeah, no, it was because that was the one you, that you're looking for, for your own, like, I'm curious. I'm curious. It's my nitroglycerin game. I'm just curious about it. So, it's your nitroglycerin game? Earlier I talked about looking up things that I didn't really care about, but with Wikipedia. And like how to make nitroglycerin was something I looked up once as I saw something. I thought, how do you make that? Okay, it's a nice throwback. Yeah. Good. Very nice. Is it 
An EM? No. Does it have an LCD? No. Is it a... Is it a DMD? No. That's question five. Is it a Williams? Yes. Is it 1980 or newer? Yes. Is it 80 to 85? No. So it's newer than 85. Williams. No DMD. Is it an 86? No. Williams. Non-DMD. Newer than 86. Is it sci-fi themed? Uh, As in straight science fiction, not fantasy. No. That was question 10. If I was smart one of these days, I'd sit down and start memorizing pinball machines, apparently. Mm, I don't know. It would make this stuff easier. Would it? But would it really? You seem to have to do a better job about it. It... You know, it really just depends both on the game chosen and what games currently are just sort of in my head. Yeah. So, like last time it was helpful that you went with a game from TPF because those were all really fresh. For right. Me. Whereas if you had gone with a game from Pizza West three years ago, I probably would have struggled. But, but I also have written about a number of the things that relate to some of these games. So, it's helpful for me because I had to look them up before. All right. Is it an 87? No. 88? No. 89? No. Holy sh- There's another cuss word for you to get rid of. Sorry. Mm-hmm. See, 13 questions so far, and I've got two yeses. But every no gets you closer. Yeah. Every game that comes to my, my mind, I'm sitting here thinking of it, and it's like, well, no, that's got a DMD. Well, maybe you just need to narrow them down through some other means. Now, is it sports-themed? No. Is it fantasy-themed? No. That's question 15. You may start using oh, internet this is tools. Be a bad one. This one's going to hurt. I've been happy. I haven't really had to dig deep for stuff lately. Is it sad that I've got IPDB so it auto-finishes? Like, like, just no, it shows your up. dedication. Shows your commitment to science. Pinball to science. science. Pinball science. Science. I'd ask you the question I always ask you. Is this one of those that the second I see it, am I going to start bashing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know this time. Because I'm doing really bad this time. I think this is the worst I've ever done. What? No, you've turned to resources before. Mm. Normally, by the time I've turned to resources, I've had more than two yeses. Yeah, the worst you've ever done was get it on the 18th question. You've done that twice. So, you got plenty of guesses before that still. Let's see. Games I've played. Um, so, you sit here with all this space to cut out because I'm doing... A horrible run of it. Is it roller games? No. That was 15? That was your 16th question. 16. Was it Diner? No. Was it Harley Davidson? No. Oh, man. So this is my worst. I might fail. That was 18, wasn't it? Or was that 19? No, that was 18. You got two guesses left. 
Was it Whirlwind? No. Okay, Tony. You get one more try. One more failure. Hmm. Well, going with the last one that I can possibly think of, because it's literally the last one I have a chance for, was it Game Show? No. I failed. It was Dr. Dude. That's a science fiction theme. Nope, it's listed as celebrity fictional. That's why I hesitated when you asked me sci-fi. I wrote that off because it's all about, because to me that screams science fiction. That's... Well, that's why I pa- that's why I paused, and that's why I couldn't say that you if you would kick yourself or not on it yeah. because it's got some sort something in it I would classify as sort of sci fi esque because I guess his excellent ray makes him a cool dude, but when you wanted it to be hard sci fi, then it's like it's mostly like a high school game. Yeah, but that's not even what IPDB calls no. it. It just says that it's some sort of fictional, yeah, where you're just trying to be a cool dude. No, I can understand it. I just literally, that was the one I wrote off because of, it's a, but I, I, I well, I, and I wondered, but then, you know, you asked sports and then you still suggest roller games. So then I thought, okay, well, you're being roller games would have been sports and sci-fi. That was a panic pick. Mm. I, I, I was channeling my inner Jonak. Yeah, this is where theme guesses get a little. Right. And so I went ahead and went with the official designation on it. No, that was no, that was smart. Though the roller games on IPDB is listed as sports, roller derby, roller skating, and licensed theme. Right. So they wouldn't have counted it as sci-fi. It was actually based off of a show. So right. I, and I never saw the show, so I no. would have said no on sci-fi on that too. Yeah, but it would have been sports. So, so and I and I guessed it anyway. But, so so anyway, I deferred to the databases so. uh, genre assignment, but that's why I hedged on. It's also why I hedged on fantasy because again, it's not really an excellent ray that'll turn you into you know it's fantastical, but right. it's not. No, it's not enough that they classify it as a true fantasy game. Like, like, even if if Game of Thrones didn't say fantasy, I would have said fantasy on it because right. it's so strong on it. But, but that's how I that was my logic on it. Nope, that's perfectly sound logic. I are is I actually were worried. Not well, worried's not the right word, but I wondered if because it was branded as Bally, if you hadn't sorted with WMS, you would have missed that that was owned by Williams, but you apparently did that. I said it by Williams all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so if you had said Bally or Williams or Bally Williams, I would have said yes to all of them. Yeah. Because it had the trade name Bally. Also, if you said Midway, I would have given that yeah, I'd say yeah. yes, because technically they manufactured the Midway brand right. with the Bally trademark. Under Williams Manufacturing, so right. they're no, all I, true. I, I searched. I did. Right. I did Williams. Well, no, you did that part right. Yeah, you did no, part. I did that. When you start guessing System 11s, I figured you had. So for those that uh, that don't know, uh, the answer was Doctor Dude and his most excellent and his excellent reign. His most excellent reign. It's one of the three often referred to as the party game series. Uh, Dennis Nordman did the design. It's a two-flipper game with a ramp. It's got a two-ball, multi-ball, a couple of vertical upkickers, spinner, habit trail, magnet. The toys include the excellent Ray. So you could think of that as a sci-fi-esque device. There's also the Big Shot, 
And then the mix master, which was, I guess, supposed to be a blender to make drinks. I don't, I don't really know. But other than I knew that you'd played it a lot. I have played it a lot. So I just, it was one of those ones. I, I even looked at it, but I kind of took it out of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I should have done roller games, but, but okay. Well, maybe, maybe the game is hard enough as it is. I don't know. Well, that was awesome. Okay, video games. Oh, okay, video games. Unless there was something else I missed in the one note. Nope. No. Okay, video games. So, the, the only reason I was pausing was in case you had a game you wanted to ask me on. I didn't put anything together. Okay. I've been dealing no. with so much stuff. We, no. we, we bypassed almost all there's, week. It's there's been, no there's no I obligation. Haven't, I, I haven't. There are, they, the listeners, are plenty amused already. Yes. Please write into EclecticGamersPodcast at gmail.com if you feel I cheated Tony by not confirming science fiction on a game with light science fiction elements. Yes. I don't, I, I don't, I, I think it's fine. I think I'm being picky. Mm, I could see where, you're, again, that's why I hesitated because my mind would have thought, ah, I don't, I mean, also if you feel, the like, Ray, feel free to write in if you were screaming at the answer, the, at the answer at no. the whole time. No, they don't. I've Come heard on. that from multiple people Come before. On, so. Yeah. They didn't. They were probably game show is a really good one to throw out there. You could have thrown out the what the riverboat gambler would have been another See, one. See, that's the thing is even looking at the back glass of riverboat gambler, it's like I think I might have played this. Todd has it. Yeah, but well, I guess I, I don't know that. if I've ever seen you play it, so I have to be careful. Just because Todd has it doesn't mean that I've played it. Police force. Again, does that count as fantasy because it's furry cops? It's really just a cop game. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look at it. I haven't looked that one up, so I don't know. Uh, so, starting in the video game news, um, we talked about Zacharia Pinball fairly recently. Uh, I'm going to mention them here again. That's a virtual pinball platform uh, with the old Zacharia tables. They have released a new update on Steam and included a new remake uh, to an actual game called Fire Mountain, which already was in the program. But... The update also added some higher resolution to the back glasses, so if you didn't like how muddy the back glasses used to look, they're sharper now, and they also added some performance optimization. Also on social media, they did announce that they have reached 75% completion on the development of the new mobile versions of the game, and for those who have listened before may recall, Google, because of the nipples on Farfalla, pulled Zacharia's prior mobile app. They were already in the process of making a new one, though. So they are three-fourths of the way there per their development timeline. So that's all I had on that. And then you had a couple, two or three games, I think, for us to go Oh, uh, yeah. And there's actually a couple things that I added that's not actually in the system. I've just pulled it up while. Okay. That's not in the notebook. So, But let's open with the game that we still joke about talking about it a lot, but we barely ever talk about it. I know because of all the criticism. I know. So we're going to open with Overwatch because Overwatch has actually had some fairly hefty changes coming forward, and with rumor mills of even bigger changes coming. Um, probably the biggest change that won't affect actual like uh, competitive play, but it is a very large change is Overwatch has added what they're calling the Overwatch Workshop. It is, I believe, still just on the PTR. I don't think it's gone live yet. I think you're right. But basically, it is a scripting system, um, a simplified scripting system 
that will allow people to make uh, very custom game types that you can play. And it's so customizable to the point where you could even take the in-game assets and change the rules and change some settings and create entirely new uh, heroes with the customization, with the abilities that they give you and such. Um, <clears throat> even on the PTR, they've already turned out a lot of uh, different game modes, including some that should be fairly obvious. Um, somebody quickly turned out a Battle Royale game mode. You gotta have a Battle Royale. Uh, gun game, uh, which is for people who don't know, it's from Counter-Strike. And it's a game mode where everybody starts with the exact same gun. And every time you get a kill, you change guns. Oh, okay. And once you go through all the guns and then get your final kill with the knife, you, whoever does that first mm. is the winner. Oh, okay. It does the in the gun game version I've seen for Overwatch. It's the same thing. Everybody starts as one hero. When they get a kill, they convert to a different hero, and it goes all the way on. And the final kill is a Torb Hammer kill. Mm. So shameful. It's shameful to die that way, not to get the yeah. kill. It's great glory if you get the kill. Uh, they've they've made uh, uh, some people made joke ones. Some people are like there's a this is Sparta mod. Which is yours, everybody's Zenyatta, and the only thing that works is the kick. But when you kick people, they go flying backwards, and there's a pit where you, that has a little magnetic suction to it. So you try and kick people into the pit, mm. and you can charge your kick up to kick them farther. Um, there is a Bastion spaceship mod where it's just Bastion, and he can fly, and he's in tank mode all the time. So you just fly around the map shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, They've made, some people have made a, um, version. They basically made it 2D. So it's a top down. Oh. So it's just a straight top down. Oh, okay. View. So it's like the old. Like a uh, twin stick. Yeah, like a twin stick. Huh. Uh, type, type mode. It's got issues with the cam, because of the camera, uh, that they can do. But it's interesting. Somebody made a volleyball, uh, uh, a 2D volleyball game with it. Um, They've made, uh, for, for those people who despise the fact that nobody will get on the, uh, uh, payload, they've made the, there's somebody who made a version that had a magnetic payload that pulls, that pulls people in until at least one person's on the, is on the, from the team is on the payload, mm-hmm. then the magnet turns off. Otherwise it pulls people in and you can run away from it, but the longer there's nobody on the payload, the stronger the magnet pulls right. as it pulls everybody to the payload. Yeah, I've seen and some other quality of life ones that are designed to try and make people, force them to cooperate more than they right. sometimes do in what we call ladder, which is when you're playing solo and ranked in particular. Yeah. So there, there's a bunch of things like that. And who knows who else. I mean, what else we're going to see, especially once it goes live. It'll be real. I think it's a very mm-hmm. good quality of life thing for people looking for something a little different than the normal modes that are already there. Yeah. So, uh, they also made some changes to Grandmaster, uh, to Grandmaster level. So nothing that either of us have to worry about. No. Nope. You've got moved up a lot for this. I've been season. in plat once. I'm back in, I, I'm still doing my new season qualifying, but uh, yeah. I'll probably be placed in mid gold based off of where I ended last year. Yeah. I, my guess is I should be in wood. No. So, no. I, I haven't, I haven't actually finished a, a competitive qualifier since like season three. Mm. 
So well, you should be well seasoned for mystery heroes. To yeah, do it. that's about all I play anymore. All I play is mystery heroes, and when it comes up, mayhem mm-hmm. and some capture the flag. I like capture the flag. But uh, for grandmasters, they are now being locked down. They're only allowed to solo and duo queue. They're not allowed to queue larger than that. Right. Which is, uh, from everything I've heard, is substantially reducing wait times. As it should, because they try and match the number of people grouped together, even in the lower tiers. Right. And it's also making, uh, from some reports, a more enjoyable, less curb-stompy oh, good. Uh, thing at high levels. Yeah. What's interesting to me is... Grandmasters are only allowed to duo at solo or duo uh, levels, but owl team members are still allowed to go up to trios. Right, but if they're a grandmaster, then right. I, and almost, I don't think they all are, but I have only ever read that most owl members are grandmaster. Yeah, they're so. not. They aren't all. No. So, yeah, that's interesting. Though this does remind me, I did also see it's not really an update, but it kind of is. There was a forum. Apparently, a Blizzard on the Blizzard forums. Jeff Kaplan weighed in. He hates Mayhem mode and wishes he could take it out of arcade. Really? Yes, it was his creation, and he thinks it's so lopsided. It is that it should only be. Someone had asked why it only comes up every now and again, whereas like Mystery Hero is always available. And he weighed in and he said, "Well, I I made that mode, and it's not a good mode. It's not a fun mode." It's not well balanced. It should be a custom game only in his view. However, it's been in the game so long for legacy reasons, they keep it. Right. But he doesn't like that they choose to do that. But he thinks the fan outcry would be too high for him to pull Probably because sometimes people like to play it just for insanity reasons, which is why I play it. Even it's not like it's the only thing I play when it's up, but I'll play it once or twice. I haven't played it since I had a 15 minute battle with the payload not moving in Numbani and I lost and I never played it again <laughs> and I was like this was stupid I could have cleared three more games in this time so you, so, so, did you not have fun because you weren't having fun while you were playing or did you not have fun because it, it was just yeah, it was both I mean <laughs> because it was just like you're everyone was playing these long it's just it's just not it's not a well designed. Oh, it's mode. not well designed. It's and not so, well balanced at all. It, and so it, they, at that point, they had such a re, they still had the respawn advantage and you couldn't outclass them really. So it was all just everyone had these huge hit point. I don't know. It yeah. just overall, I was just like, why can't, I mean, I didn't want to throw and give up, but I also wanted, just wanted it to end because it was, it was okay before then when it was a little more fluid where people had to run more, but it was not right. I, I'm, Never went back. Yeah. I hate it more than Capture the Flag, and I rarely touch that. Uh, I like I play Capture the Flag every once in a while, but I mainly play, like I said, Mystery Heroes. I'll do some quick plays now and then, but mainly Mystery Heroes. Uh, another thing, uh, speaking of the Overwatch League, they had their first homestand mm, uh, yeah. last weekend. And from all initial reports, it went really, really well. I tur- Other than the blackout. Other than the blackout. Which yes. wasn't their fault. It wasn't just something in there that blacked out. Apparently, like, the whole block lost mm. power for some reason. I heard it confirmed it. It has set the current Season 2 Twitch viewership record. Yeah. With a, I believe, an average level of 165,000 people watching. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Overwatch is thriving. All you Apex Legends people can't kill it. Apex Legends has dropped off hard. Battle Royales do. It's yeah. just how it is. Uh, 
It, yeah, no, but I, I think the homestand went really well for them. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to see what paid actors they could find in Texas to mm-hmm. fill up a stadium. Yep. Um, so I think, I don't know, maybe them moving to their home cities next year, which is the plan last I heard, will work. I still thought that was a little early. I thought season three would have been a little early for it. But. I'm not concerned about them getting crowds. I'm concerned about what it'll do to the players. Right. Because with, the travel schedule. This isn't like the NFL or MLB. This is cross-continent travel. I mean. Yeah. It, it is. From from Seoul to Philadelphia. It's just, I just don't. Yeah. To Paris. It's just not, I just don't think. They have to be very careful about how they logistically plan it out for yeah. the travel, or else people are going to be living on planes. Yeah, they're going to have to set it up so it is not a. I, they get on the plane, they fly, they play, they play in, in in Philly, then they fly to Seoul and they play in Seoul, then exactly. they fly back to London to play in London. Yeah, that stuff like that's not going to work. So uh, we're going to segue from that to just a little interesting tidbit. This year is the ten year anniversary of Minecraft. It's actually kind of hard for me to believe it's been a full 10 years. I know. The game looks like it's 20 years old. I know, but that's what people love, and it's still hugely popular. Sure. Uh, The interesting thing is they're having a big press event on the 17th of May for the 10-year anniversary. Notch isn't going to be there. No. Which isn't a surprise if anybody's heard or seen him since he became the billionaire for Microsoft paying $2.5 billion for Minecraft. But he has not made himself well-liked online and on the social medias. He has turned into kind of a... Uh, PewDiePie? Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. there's something about those gamers. I guess if you have $2.5 billion, you don't really care. I suppose. Uh, a couple little snippets here. Uh, nothing that really be too surprising to anybody. There's a new... Uh, the second DLC for Battletech is coming out. On June 4th, this one will let you fight in cities and do, and like hide behind buildings. Mm, and okay. So it adds, it, it's adding, uh. You should stream that. I should. I definitely should. I actually should lose my train of thought and then sit here sounding like. You were talking about hiding behind buildings and I just thought right. I'd throw that in. But yes, no, I, 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 I should definitely try it. It, I got some pretty good numbers when I was streaming, streaming Battletech before. It mm-hmm. wasn't bad. Um, also, one of my favorite spreadsheet games that we've talked about, Rule the Waves, its sequel is coming out on the 17th of May. Uh, this one will let adds aircraft carriers and airplanes, so there's it basically creates a whole new flow and dynamic for the game. Um, that's the last of the notes that Dennis is, can actually see in the notes, because I added the others uh, here real quick. Uh, just an p- interesting tidbit thing that I saw uh Speaking of Kickstarters earlier, we talked about, and that's what reminded me of it. Um, video game Kickstarters used to be a huge thing, and they're not mm. anymore. They've massively dropped off. Okay. And the ones that do happen, they don't make the kind of the money they used to. Except for this one, which is a porno game. <laughs> no wonder you left it out of the notes. One of the biggest Kickstarters... Video game numbers. They have made over $2 million. Uh, it, 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 it's from a company that's never made a video game before. What they're known for is making animated porn videos. 
And they're making a uh, video game now that is basically a knockoff of Mass Effect and XCOM. Mm, okay. And it's got, you know, naked women and stuff in it. Tally. They made $2 million. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I, at least, <laughs> at least it's not like the, the digital remastering of Custer's Revenge. Right. That's right. where I was really worried. It's like, you can have, yes, it's not only adult, it's also deeply racist. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, no, it's just, it's one of those things. It's just like, how do, how is it that some of this stuff just, you can't get any support for something and then something like this goes, Enormous. It's just. We'll see. And it's, it's going to be on Steam thanks to uh, Steam's new thing of allowing uh, actual straight up porno games on their, on their platform now. How much do you want to bet that Epic poaches this? That would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Oh, then it gets review bombed. It's so sad. But, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> now that does bring up a question. How well, I wonder, how well do all of these, like, 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 visual novel dating sim porno games do on Steam? Seeing as if you own a game and you're friends with anybody on Steam, they know that you own the game and they know when you're playing the game. Yeah, so, so, I was just thinking about that with like if you have Discord installed. Like, Discord right. doesn't say what websites you're at, but it t- it says whatever you're playing it in Steam. Like, yeah. It says, "Sorry, they're busy with this right now." Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's a whole little bit of just interesting. Of uh, mm-hmm. there are a lot of well, I guess the uh, developer's philosophy is probably that's on the player to figure out. Yeah. Guess I you're guess- going into offline mode. <laughs> Except people still know you have the game and they'll well, be able to look at it. It's like, yeah. huh, Dennis has 565 hours in this game. I left it running. I just left it running. And I got called into work. And I left and it up. I, it was in the background. It was on the, it was on the, it was, it was on the sixth monitor. I didn't know. <laughs> but, but, but you full cleared it. You have every achievement. Well, you know, I'm a completionist. Oh, you know. <laughs> I had to get all the endings. <laughs> Uh, it's an ocd thing it's an ocd thing i I gotta have all the endings yes all the endings (laughs) the best one's the happy one (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry oh yeah (laughs) so that's all i really had okay i didn't have anything i do have a non-pinball non-video game segment oh throwback thing a throwback segment Mm. Board game. Mm, okay. Specifically, just an announcement to let people know and let people get an eye open and start looking out for it. Uh, International Tabletop Day is coming up. It's much later than it has been the last few years. Uh, it is on June 1st this year. Okay. As opposed to the last couple of years when it's been like in April. So... Uh, And there's a, uh, if you go to tabletopday.com, you can look up uh, events happening in your local area. Yep. It's a big thing. Yep. I might actually attend one this year. Maybe. Maybe. When's June 1st? Am I on call? 
Yeah. It's all I ever seem to do anymore is work. Uh, June 1st is a Saturday. We'd normally have 403. Hey, I'm not on call that week. I don't go on call for a couple weeks. And then I'm on call for most of June. Hmm. Okay. So, yay! I'm yay. living the best life. The best life is a life that makes money. Yep. Lots well, of on call and termites and broken dryers. And, yeah. And, oh, I forgot. I... I almost cut my fingertip off pulling my old or putting the dryer pulling the old dryer out. Wow! I, I was reached around and I and I grabbed it, and one of their little vent fan rib things on the back was like razor sharp. And as my finger came across it, I sliced it deep, and I sliced all three of them. Mm. I was like, I, ow! And I was bleeding everywhere. So that was excitement. Yeah. Our intro was so short, I added it here in the, in the end. That's fine. I'm, they really appreciate it's it. An extra. It's an Most extra. Most people aren't listening. By it's an time. outro. Anyway. It's an outro bite. Yeah, an outro. I don't know. Some do. Some say they really like the say, especially as it's uh, the suggestion. They're always too nice to use the word is improved. So I think they like the video game research elements that you're sticking in very deliberately now. I've had multiple people. Yeah. Praise it. Sometimes they write into me directly because instead of just me just going here's, instead to the here's podcast the video page. games I've been playing lately, and here's the this and that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, they like to hear about stuff other than what we've been playing, which I've been more and more just sticking in the intros. Yeah, video and pinball. It's like what I've been playing. Yeah, I, I, what, it's like what I play this. Uh, what I last play? I played Sharky Shootout. You can go check it out on Twitch. Other yeah. than someone came in and said that my sound sync was off, and so then I turned off the delay on my audio, and then I yeah, went back and looked. Night. No, I didn't get, I got worse. <laughs> I got, and then my mouth was way off. I need to have a delay on the microphone. 300 milliseconds may be a little too much, but it's pretty close. At zero, it's just, it's like you're hearing everything before you see it. Yeah. It's weird. But, huh. well, uh, in two weeks, uh, we'll be back. Uh, as a reminder, though, you can always reach out to us, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or visit us, facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Twitch as eclectic underscore gamers. And that's it. I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. I'll talk to y'all next time. See ya.